maybe what I picked up in, in, in Lane's class is that um, this is, it's for us. You know, it's like going to the gym, I'm so much happier when I, even though it stresses me out <laughs> to get done with the workout and know that I'm maybe like an hour and a half now behind on my day, you sort of have to take this mental shift and turn it around and and look at it like that hour and a half isn't optional. That hour and a half is like you have to go and do this. This is just part of your day. This isn't something that you put off. Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. Today, I have Kelly Anthony on the podcast. Kelly shares her fitness journey. You're going to love hearing it. You're going to love hearing her heart and just what she is doing and the impact she's making on so many people through her business. Enjoy. I'm Kelly Anthony. I am 34 years old, a mom of two little girls, wife of Philip and blogger at theanthonykitchen.com. Kelly, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I am so excited and I think let's start with probably the thing that I'm really curious and, and would love to hear more about is, you know, the Anthony Kitchen is, you know, it's kind of a big deal. Oh man, thanks. <laughs> and, uh, you know, how did that how tell me how that started because that's your, you know, it's your passion, that's but give me give me a little bit more to that. I actually love to tell this story, so I'm glad that you asked. Uh, the Anthony Kitchen started. I was reading about the virtuous wife in Proverbs, and um, it was in 2010. So uh, our marriage was still young. We just had our first daughter. Um, she was a newborn, and my husband's business was still pretty new, a couple years old. And, um, right after Phil and I got married, he, I remember one time saying to him, uh, okay, well, so how do you want to do rent? And, um, cause I was still working at that time and he looked at me and he just said, uh, you don't have to pay rent <laughs> here. I'll, I'll take care of you essentially. Uh, so it, he just kind of took on that role. And after I had Noel, um, we decided that I wasn't going to work. Pause. I'm going to ask a question because you can tell there's a little emotion behind that. I mean, when he said that, did, give me a little bit more. Like, It was just, um, I guess, <laughs> if we want to get deep about it, growing up, I didn't, my dad uh, wasn't really that guy. Always felt loved by my dad, but my parents were divorced, and um, <clears throat> my mom was our provider. So, to have uh, my husband—I <laughs> chose wisely. I'll say that—step mm. um, in and just say um, from the get-go, uh, "You're taken care of. You know, you don't—you don't have to worry about any of that." Here it was just meant the world to you it that. really did it's awesome yeah so thanks for um, sharing that yeah for i just sure. could tell there was something there um, and i appreciate you sharing that it was i'm an open book so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um you know but his business was still new and um i had stopped working to stay home and so money was tight and um i hated that 
that all fell on my husband, but I, we really felt like it was important for me to be home with my daughter. So it was just tight and that's just the way it was. And, um, around Christmas time, which was, is my favorite, favorite time of year. Um, it kind of became like the most stressful time of year, um, particularly for my husband. And it seemed like having to buy presents and just this added expense when things were already tight was, it was taking the joy out of the season for him. And, um, I was reading in, uh, Proverbs about the virtuous wife. And there was, um, there's a portion in there where it talks about how, um, she does her husband good all of her days and she makes clothes and sells them and her children are never cold and she doesn't fear the winter. And it was just sort of like this inspiration. And I thought, well, I certainly can't make any clothes. Mm. <laughs> it's not my strength. Uh-huh. But I started sort of brainstorming uh, where my talents lie. And um, I started thinking about what I had to offer. And um, it dawned on me, you know, we we love to have people over. Um, it was really our source of entertainment was to have friends over and feed them and Um, I loved to bake and when people did come over to barbecue, they would say, what's in the oven? You know, they would always ask. And so that Christmas I designed a little menu and I told friends and family that cookies were for sale. And so, um, the Anthony kitchen started, um, as an at-home bakery and it was just a way for me to cover Christmas for our family. So that's like 10 years ago this Christmas, right? 2010? Oh my gosh, yes. So this this December is 10 years. Yeah. Um, So uh, every year it it built and built and built um, until 2015. Um, You know, you fast forward and um, my oldest daughter is five and I had a one-year-old at my feet and we're in a new house and my husband's business has just been blessed. And, um, you know, it's just kind of a different situation now. Um, but the orders kept getting bigger and it's still just me. And so that Christmas, December, 2015, I baked somewhere between 5,000 and 6,000 cookies and bars between wow. like the end, the very end of November. And my cutoff was always like December 18th. And it was, and so my day just looked like me, um, every second of spare time. All out of your house. Out of the house. Praise God, we had a double oven. Wow. <laughs> but um, it just took over and so where is it the anthony kitchen started so that my husband could still have some joy in the christmas season and and not be so overwhelmed um it started to steal my joy Mm. because it was taking away uh christmas and so after that christmas my husband sat me down and he said um hey wow (laughs) you can't do this anymore. 
And um, it wasn't like right. an ultimatum like that, but he was just like, this is, this is too much. And, um, and we don't, we just didn't need it. You know, he was able to fully and comfortably provide um, for us throughout that season. And, and it just wasn't the same kind of burden uh, that it was for him before. And so he said, um, is this something that you want to do forever? Like, do you want to look into a commercial storefront or do you, um, because if not, then, then I think this is kind of run its course. You need to find out for way. you. I mean, you don't build a 5,000, you know, uh, cookie business. Is it, where's that entrepreneur spirit come from? Like at some point you had to realize like I'm building a business. Like you said from 2010 to 2015. So that's five years. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, is that something that you've, or was it just driven by your passion more than your desire to build a business? Um, I don't, I don't know that at the beginning I looked at it, like I'm going to build this this business. I think at the beginning I was just trying to help. Um, but I, I, I like working hard. I like, um, I like to start and finish. I I like the feeling of accomplishment, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, um, so it's natural for me to meet a goal and then set a higher goal. And keep, keep going. Well, and when you do anything really well, word spreads. So, you know, whereas maybe there's a thousand cookies year two, Mm -hmm. turn into 2000 and 3000. So it just kind of grew organically through people who know you. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a lot of corporate orders and so there were big orders and, um, but really, um, I just, I look at it, it was a, a blessing the way that, uh, the Lord just provided and he, he sort of like, he built up the Anthony kitchen at the same time. He built up my husband's company. And, um, then when, when what I had originally, uh, saw for the Anthony kitchen really wasn't working out anymore because I, I didn't want to be married to a commercial storefront because I wanted, I still want to be able to take my kids to school and be home with my youngest on the days that she's not in preschool. And that was important to us at the beginning and it's still important to us now. So it was kind of like, but I didn't want to let go of the Anthony kitchen because I had worked really hard on it. And, um, so like forever, uh, friends had been saying, you know what, you should, you should start a blog. You should, you should put your recipes online. Like I, I, you know, cause, and I just, I had honestly like this really negative (laughs) connotation of a blogger in my head. And I just didn't want to be a blogger. I just didn't want to do it. I didn't want to have to write the recipes out. I didn't want to have to write period. I just wanted to cook. Mm. Um, and then it was like when my husband kind of was like, what are you going to do? You know, you can't, like, if you don't want a commercial storefront, what are you going to do? And so I decided to give the blog a try. And so in 2015, going into 16, I guess it was a transition Mm -hmm. more towards what you're doing now. Yes. So which is kind of give a, I mean, I know what you're doing, but give the listener a little bit more about what the Anthony Kitchen looks like 2019. Okay. So uh, the Anthony Kitchen 2019 
um, is a it's a comfort food based website. So I'm and yes, this is the I Building know. Better People podcast, <laughs> and we're okay with you eating comfort food in case you're listening. Hey, so <laughs> there is a healthyish category on the site. So, we'll get to yeah, we'll yeah, get yeah. to we'll but, get. Um, so it's not all bad, you know. Comfort food doesn't have to be terrible food; right. it just has to be comforting food. So um, now um, the Anthony Kitchen, uh, it's like I said, it's comfort food website. There's over 400 recipes on there now, from um, like recipes for entertaining, quick fix dinner recipes, um, tons of baking recipes for sure, obviously. Um, but really, I just I, my goal for the anthonykitchen.com um, was to be a place where people could come and know that they're going to find a good quality recipe. The last thing that I want to do is waste somebody's time. Mm. Time is so valuable. And I feel like if you're going to invest time in the kitchen to make something that's homemade from scratch, which pretty much all of my recipes are, I don't use um, a lot of like heavily processed type ingredients. Um, it's, there's really a lot of whole foods and, you know, things along those lines. Um, I just want it to be a dependable recipe source for people. And yeah, I so feel like you're putting out free content, free recipes. I free mean, it's content, all yeah. just, you know, and it's for over 400. So if I'm looking for desserts, I'm, I'm assuming do you go and see desserts. Like you said, there's a healthy option, so I can go click on that. Or there's casseroles. It's all kind of... Yeah, and it's all... The site's um, broken down like all sites are with a menu. And so like my menu headers would be... Um, comfort food and then when you click the comfort food you're going to get more options do you want breakfast and brunch comfort food do you want dinner comfort food are you looking for um, healthy-ish comfort food yeah Um, and then the next category would be desserts and then the next entertaining at home and so I love you know I love I didn't know how it started with I'm assuming you're saying Proverbs 31 Mm -hmm. is um, the one that you're talking about and then do you is there any and this is me maybe just reading into what you're doing. Is there any like back end hope that like a, a wife, a, a mom or somebody who would want to read would be like inspired by the Proverbs 31 component to this? Or is that something that there's not really like a public story? Well, there the story is on, oh, it is. on my okay. site. Yeah. If you wanted to read more about it, um, it's just in the about me section. Yeah. And then there's a link you can click and that takes you over to the story. And I would gladly gladly talk about my faith yeah. with with anyone. Well, I just love how you were in a, pl- a place where you you know is ultimately the conversation with Phil and then you wanted to use your gifts, right? And that's ultimately what the Lord asks all of us to do. And so it's yes. your ability, you know, and it, it doesn't have to look like Phil's work. You know, like that's, you know, the work that you're doing is the Lord equipped you with this passion mm-hmm. and he gave you this gift, right? And ultimately, you're meeting a gospel need for all these people who want to provide for their families, whether it's a, a guy who downloads the recipe or a woman who downloads or anybody, a restaurant. So, okay, so let's sh- shift because you were at our gym uh, working out for a period of time in, mm-hmm. in our private training studio, and we've known each other for a while, but give me a little background on your fitness journey 
you know, as far back as you remember, whether that's elementary school, junior high, high school, was there, was there any sports? Was there any, um, like, were you competitive? Were you fit? Were you not? Like, give me some more of, of where you came from in the terms of fitness. Okay. I would say on the athletic scale in like high school, junior high, I would be not <laughs> super athletic. It's okay. I'm, I'm same boat. It's I'm with you. It's not to say that I didn't try, but um, I don't, I didn't like, you know, like if somebody were to like hit a volleyball to me or throw a ball at me, I will just go in the other direction. I'm not interested <laughs> in catching or hitting your ball back. It's not up my alley. It's a great mental image, you know? <laughs> Um, then I tried, um, I did dance team for a little bit and I honestly was not very good at that either. Um, but what I did find that I liked in high school was going to the gym and doing my own thing. And, um, I didn't really start doing that probably until like my junior year of high school. And probably if any trainer had seen me in there, they would just laugh or shake their head because I'm sure I was doing everything wrong. (laughs) Um, But, uh, and then kind of went to college and just, that was sort of a massacre. I'd like to erase that a little (laughs) bit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But then um, after I had no L, I, it was like one of those pregnancies, like a typical first pregnancy. What year was she lot. born? She was born in 2010. 10, perfect. Yeah. And um, I, you know, I just ate for two, you know, just so ignorant. And, um, and then after she was born, I uh, had developed this thyroid disorder uh, that like weight was never a huge issue for me in high school or really in college. I never felt like the skinniest girl, but I never, um, I I didn't have like, you know, I felt okay. felt good. Um, but then after Noelle, it was like, I just couldn't, I couldn't get it off. And, um, the figuring out the thyroid thing took a long time and, um, really what it took was me getting a gym membership, you know, and just going to the gym like five days a week. It was, and I think a lot of that had to do with um, probably the fact that I bake a lot and am a comfort I mean, food yeah, driven that's person. Like right in the heart you know? of you launching the Anthony Kitchen. Yeah. Um, and so it like for me to be where I want. I have to have to stay consistent, and I and I, I really have to work at work out at least um, four to five times a week. So uh, then, so that was you know after Noel, I was pretty consistent in going to the gym. Well, then my second daughter Hope came along, and um, I didn't I, I didn't want to take her to the nursery. I was having trouble uh, with the nursery that, that we were at. And I just didn't really feel like it was a good or safe environment for her. And, um, so then there was kind of like this finding another gym that, that I felt good leaving my baby at. Um, and, and I wasn't, but I still wasn't being as consistent as I wanted to be. And I thought, well, I just need, 
I, so I guess this, I knew. Describe to me the types of workouts you were doing. So if you were going four or five days a week, you mm-hmm. know, we'll call this from like 2010 to 14. Mm-hmm. Is that probably off and on, depending and on. on the season? Because as soon as November would hit. And it was like baking season. Of, yeah. yeah. There was like, there wasn't any time to do anything other than bake. So if I inserted a period of consistency in 2012, what would workouts look like for Kelly? In um, probably I would spend maybe like 20 minutes doing some form of cardio, whether it was like the stair climber or the elliptical, um, or, you know, tr- ugh, treadmill, the worst. Um, I would take the row machine over the treadmill any day of the week. Um, and then it would just be like, you know, the machine yeah, weight circuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um, but it wasn't really until uh, I came here and was kind of under Lane's leadership that I felt like I really started to understand um, movement. And it was like, she opened my eyes to all these workouts and, and they were fun and they were different and they were really hard, which in like in Lane's class, you move constant. There's no, I mean, she's like, I, I would tell her like, you're the meanest, nice person I've ever (laughs) met in my life, you know? And I just cannot speak enough good things to her as a trainer because I truly think she is the greatest. Yeah. So, and I think, you know, what I love about the podcast and fitness journeys is I think a lot of people relate to where you were. And I'll say to, you know, we would rewind and say those days that you love to do your own thing. But really, I'll say just had a baby. Mm-hmm. You know, I am at my thyroid. Something happened. I, I know I need to work out because I bake 5,000 cookies <laughs> during the holidays. And it's kind of that tension. Like, I got to go to the gym, but but you're doing the elliptical for 20. You're doing the circuit. It's just not your thing. Like, you almost having to, you, you just got to force yourself to go. Mm-hmm. And then just by the sound, right, when you, when you experience the group with Lane and the accountability and the instruction, mm-hmm. the tone that you expressed and every word that you said is completely different. So when you're thinking about these people, the where you were from 2010 to 15, 14, which is probably where a lot of people live, comparatively to probably how you view working out now, like, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of how consistent you are, that's not, it's just ultimately overcoming the mental barriers that we face on the desire to work out. Well, yeah, I think that. For me, it's so easy because I want to cross things off my to-do list. And if there's one thing that I will leave off the to-do list, it's so that I can mark those things off as the accomplisher. It's the gym. But what I've, I feel like maybe what I picked up in, in, in Lane's class is that, um, this is, it's for us, you know, it's like going to the gym. I'm so much happier when I, even though it stresses me out (laughs) to get done with the workout and know that I'm maybe like an hour and a half now behind on my day, you sort of have to take this mental shift and turn it around 
and and look at it like that hour and a half isn't optional. That hour and a half is like you have to go and do this. This is just part of your day. This isn't something that you put off. Um, it's an investment, and I know that everybody's heard this, but it, it's, it sounds like it's an investment in you, right? And mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, I, I think sometimes too, it's kind of like the math that doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. um, which I kind of explain that sometimes like God math, you know, it's like <laughs> he's going to, you know, he's going to do some things that doesn't make sense, but it's because he's God and we're not. And I think sometimes it's like you would think logically taking an hour and a half away from your day is actually worse, right, than mm-hmm. replacing that with whatever that you need to do for productivity's sake. And I think what you're describing is what happens is we actually, you know, that hour and a half or hour or whatever it is for people, we're going to take it away, but we're going to put a workout in. Well, exponentially, it's going to give you more. And it might not give you more time, Mm -hmm. but, you know, we could argue quality of life, self-confidence, you know, energy, all those things. And so it's like you saying that even though you probably fight it regularly because you have 10 million things, 5,000 cookies, not anymore, <laughs> not anymore, but to bake, you're saying that by, by, by actually doing that, it, it, it actually improves a lot of area, other areas. I would say, yeah, because I'm not like, I'm just, I'm not that the person who like, I don't, I mean, a six pack would be great, but, <laughs> but I'm, I'm not necessarily striving for that. What I want is to be able to put my shorts on and be comfortable in them. I want to be able to walk into my closet and pull out any item and feel like I can wear that today and I don't have to try anything else on. That is my gym goal. What I love is that's what I call healthy perspective. You know, unhealthy perspective is probably what you... You preface that with, which is, you know, and again, not that six packs are bad. There's nothing wrong with no, them. No, they're great. No. You know, but it, it's, you know, it's it, in, in your language, it'd be like wanting to have a seven course meal for dinner every night yeah. at our house. And, <laughs> you know, and again, it's like not me or Alicia are currently or probably even passionate about cooking. Right. And so, but having a healthy perspective is like, man, it's just great to eat. <laughs> you know, like. It's in that, in that, and I think that that's the case with, you know, sometimes people set these, and you, and I would love for you to share, but like when at one point was that perspective unhealthy? In other words, when you're a prisoner to that perspective, and, it, and you're you're striving for a six pack, and and it's just again, it's just not healthy because you're probably not desiring to work out as hard as that requires, or eating as healthy as that requires to eat. So it sounds to me like current 2019. Kelly's got a very healthy perspective. I just want to fit in my shorts. You know, I just want to, I know when my clothes are fitting a certain way. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have an unhealthy perspective on your, your fitness or was it always like that? I don't, I wouldn't say, I don't think that I had like ever like this like obsessive um, fitness goal. I think that the unhealthy perspective for me was just not doing anything if we're mm. that would be yeah because completely being closed off to working out well and being healthy yeah because then the great so the great thing with going to lane's class for me a was and and don't get me wrong there were still you know things would come up like if i had a 
a news segment that morning and I have to get up and do TV and be there at like, you know, you have to be in the studio just after 5 a.m. But that means I'm getting up closer to like 2.30 a.m. Um, wow. to, you know, get everything packed up and ready to go to the studio. And um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm not going to go to the gym right. probably that day because yeah. I didn't sleep the night yeah. before. And um, so it's not to say that like I was like her most committed student, but you were accountable to show up in that class. And so even when... Um, you know, even when it got, it would start because fourth quarter for food bloggers is crazy. It just is when, like, probably I would say you make 60 to 70% of your total yearly income in that fourth quarter because that's when the advertisers are pushing. That's when um, sponsors are wanting you to do sponsored posts for them. And it's just like a rat race. And that is that the fourth quarter of the year? Yes. So like November, December. Yeah, like the October, big, November, you know, December. think about like yeah. all the holidays are like just jammed in to that one time. So so it's like a marathon. You're working really hard. And, and it's also when the, the TV studios want you to come in and do Thanksgiving recipes and football recipes mm. and... Um, which is great. It's awesome exposure and I adore doing TV, but it gets really busy. And so I would say like for the first time ever since the Anthony Kitchen, when I was in Lane's class, I actually worked out fourth quarter except for December. Wow. Because December's structure and accountability was huge. So you know, here's a great, I think a great question. Cause I think a lot of people struggle with this idea of like, man, if I commit to a workout plan or to let's say a healthy lifestyle, it's like, I got to throw aside all the delicious food. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm bake, baking chicken and steaming broccoli forever. Right. <sighs> and again, I, you know, I think you are again, have a healthy perspective, but I think you're very healthy. I think you, you know, also from a womanly perspective, you know, you have learned how to live healthy and enjoy, right, comfort food. Or, But at the same time, you balance that because it's not like you're yeah. only eating. It just can't be comfort food three meals a day. So, it just really can't. Yeah, so I think a great question for you is you're in it, you live it, you're making these recipes, you're taking pictures of them, you're mm-hmm. feeding your family, you're baking in the Christmas time. So how do you approach that? Um, as far as like balancing food goes. Um, I try to always eat a healthy, low carb breakfast, um, salad for lunch. And then a lot of times, um, so, so here's what a normal day looks like, right? You, um, get up, uh, pack the girls lunches, have a, get breakfast, um, get my youngest, my husband takes my oldest to school. I take my youngest to school and then gym. And then um, I'll go do some writing, um, whatever recipes coming out that week, um, I'll, I'll write for that. And then, or I, I put out two new recipes a week. So, um, but a, a normal blog post probably from like start to finish will take me anywhere from seven to eight hours as far as like recipe development, photography, writing, and then social media shares. So, um, and, and I, ha- I have to get like, almost all that in when the kids are at school. So, Mm -hmm. um, so after gym, that's kind of what it looks like. And then I'll pick up my oldest and then I'm doing recipe development. As soon as she gets home from school, 
Um, if I nail the recipe on the head, I photograph it before the sun goes down that day, and then um, and then it's dinner time. So lunch is usually kind of a you said a salad, mm-hmm. just a very low. I mean, it sounds like a low carb breakfast. You said high mm-hmm. you know, protein, high protein. I guess low carb. Low yeah, breakfast for, and lunch. Um, so. For breakfast, um, it'll usually be like some kind of like berry type smoothie, with coconut milk. Got it. Um, with um, sometimes I'll do oatmeal, um, and then with lunch, I usually try to have um, lunch like ideas ready so that I'm not like this week. I'm gonna try to copycat um, one of Panera's Mediterranean salad. It's so good. Mm. So I've got stuff on the list for that, and I'll do that for lunch. And then at dinner, I can, I it's but it's not. Um, like full fat comfort food every night, you know? So like, um, like this week on the lineup to develop and photograph, um, we'll be doing, um, lemon pepper wings, but I'll do baked instead of, um, fried. I don't really like frying Mm -hmm. things. Um, we'll do, uh, like a crock pot pork tenderloin, which that's really not that bad. Um, and then let me think what else. Oh, and then we'll have, um, beef tips and noodles. It's called beef and noodles. So, you know, and the reason I ask that is because again, erase from the mindset that you have to eat this bland, you know, plain, you know, food to be healthy. And I love, you know, what you're saying and whether we picked apart the exacts of breakfast and lunch, all that your the answer tells me from like a nutritional health uh, trainer perspective is she's mindful throughout the day because she knows later in the day whatever that recipe is she's probably going to eat it because mm-hmm. she wants to make sure it's done right she wants to make sure she wants to fine tune it and it's just you know I had a client a long time ago uh, they're still dear friends of mine and they own Chicken Express. And it was so, like, I remember especially, I was 21 years old when I started training them. And I remember her telling me, like, first of all, when we work out, like, I don't want to (laughs) sweat. And I have to eat a chicken tender every day. Okay. Because she has to make sure they're, you know, they're very passionate about their food. And they have to make sure. Oh, and there was a third component to that. She has to have, like, uh, I think it was Dr. Pepper. They have that, like, Dublin Dr. Pepper. I was like, all right, I can work with that, you know, but it just, she knew how to make that work for her. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's kind of where people need to understand that, like, you don't have to be a slave. And I use chicken and broccoli because it's like everybody's worst nightmare is Mm -hmm. to eat bland chicken and steamed broccoli every day. It's not about being a slave to that. It's more so about, you got to look at the big picture, right? So if you're going to be having some food at night, you know, that maybe is a little bit more on the heavier side. Counter that with a lighter breakfast, a lighter lunch. And, and, you know, at this point, I think information's not what people are lacking. They have enough knowledge of how metabolism works and calories and macronutrients and all the, all the information's out there. It's just a matter of saying, how can I make this work for me? Yeah. And I think another big thing for us is, um, or for, for me, I eat dinner off of a salad plate. Mm. I don't, you know, I feel like the smaller, you know, just portion control. Um, It's great. And and don't go back for seconds, even though you may want to. Yeah. (laughs) No, and that alone. I mean, I think about for me, it's like, you know, that would do wonders for me just to have a more discipline. You know, I always Mm -hmm. tell people I've got a big appetite. And the only difference is the foods I eat now compared to earlier are healthy. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. because when I go back for seconds on Little Caesar's Pizza... 
Yeah. You know, it's not good for anybody. No. Um, okay. So last question I have, and this is kind of how I always wrap up the podcast. So, um, we, the title of the podcast is building better people. We believe that, you know, every person that's working out is becoming a better version of themselves. In other words, there's a, you know, when you're not working out, it's not that you're not a good person. It's not that you're not great. But we believe that when you're exercising, it kind of unleashes this better version of you that maybe you didn't even know existed. And that doesn't matter if you are, you know, a, a mom, a, you know, a student, a CEO, a pastor. In other words, there's just untapped potential. How is that true for you? And how in, you know, in your years of life and your fitness journey, how is, how does working out make you a better version of you? Well, I, I truly think on the days that I work out that I am happier, like just in general happier. I, I love, I mean, we come back to like, I, I just like to mark things off the list. I like to accomplish things. When you go to the gym and you work hard and you, you push heavy and you, go hard on whatever machine you're doing or you run hard or whatever. It's a feeling when you leave the gym of accomplishment every time you go and, and give it your all. And so that to me is very satisfying, um, just in a workout in itself. But if it, the way that it translates into the rest of the day, I think is just, I, I don't really know if I'm, describing it right but I am just happier on the days that I work out and I think that because I'm happier I'm you know I'm better with my kids you know I'm more patient with my kids and um I'm I'm a better wife and I sleep better and so that translates even into the next morning you know I can get up at I'm well rested so I can get up at 5:45 and I can knock out my social media before my kids get up in the morning that day and now I feel more accomplished first thing in the morning and then you do it all over again and it's just this really positive cycle Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.